So in part two, I got to sit down and do a video conference with Rochelle to hear more about what's going on at Scarlet Hope. Eight years ago, I was a pastor in Louisville, Kentucky, and a college girl named Miranda came to me and said, hey, can I use the church kitchen to make lasagna for strippers? And I said, you gotta tell me what you're into first. And she shared with me what Scarlet Hope was into. They were making home-cooked meals, going into the clubs and doing Bible studies with the girls and loving on them and telling them about the acceptance they have through Jesus. And so they're still doing that today, but I told Rochelle, give us an update on what else you're into. Yeah, so today, um, you know, we started out with one club, one woman. And God has led us to serve in multiple avenues of the adult entertainment industry. So we have um, four, five, I'd call it four and a half areas where we outreach to. We outreach to the strip clubs, massage parlors, the streets. And now this year we launched text outreach, which reaches all the women online in our city who are prostituting, escorting, or trafficked. And so... uh, that is, that's where our outreach ministry is today. But then beyond that, we wanted a solution. We wanted a answer to the problem. And part of that, number one, we know the answer is Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ provides opportunities Mm -hmm. through means that he has given to us to disciple women through career development. And so we're able to offer jobs to women who want to get out of that industry and out of that lifestyle. There are a lot of great organizations out there that are doing good work. But what sets Scarlet Hope apart is the fact that they believe in the power of Jesus and the gospel to transform people and make them new. And so I said, hey, can you give us an idea of what it changes in your ministry or how it shapes you to be focused and centered upon the gospel? Yeah, so I think the biggest difference is, you know, we... At Scarlet Hope, we say this a lot. We are not the healer or the rescuer. We know the healer and we know the rescuer. Mm-hmm. And so with that, with that Christ-centered approach, every single thing that we do, job training, employment, counseling, therapy, classes, everything is the reason why we do this is because Jesus is the one that can heal your heart, your soul, your trauma. And he's allowing us to be a vessel and an opportunity for you to get the, the tangible things here on this earth that you need. And we reiterate this over and over and over again to the women that we serve. Um, but we also, you know, make it very clear in our gospel centered approach that we're a parachurch organization Mm -hmm. and that we support the local church that we want every single woman and child and and man that we encounter to be a part of a body of believers. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, Right now, every single one of our women that are in our program go to church on Sunday mornings and they're starting to get involved and get in community groups. That's exactly what we want. We want them to be a part of the body of Christ. The point of everything we do is to inspire, motivate, and encourage you to live out the calling that God has for your life. And so I told Rochelle, give me some stories about a moment when you were inspired to dream bigger, to think bigger, to realize what God had in store for you was not like everyone else. And so share with me a moment of inspiration in your life. I have been inspired over the years to um, always like, 
seek the Holy Spirit first and then go. And, and so one of those things in my life where I had to dream bigger was, um, honestly with Scarlet's Bakery. Um, I, I knew taking on, um, a job like transitional job was a major, major task. Um, it is by far the most expensive thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I knew that if we were going to have long lasting success with women in this population and with the gospel that we needed to provide an alternative. Mm-hmm. And so that dream just, you know, from, I don't know if I said this in Kyle's podcast or not, but I actually, in 2002, before God ever called me to this, I was in high school. I wrote on a piece of paper that one day God was going to have me start a bakery for women, but I didn't know how that was going to come to be. Hmm. And in 2015, God made that very clear. And so just always like trying to follow the Holy spirit and know that what we plan today is nothing compared to what God can do today or tomorrow. Hey, we all know that all the good intentions in the world, all the good ideas of the world mean nothing if they're not acted upon. So what motivates you to take that first step? I said, Rochelle, tell me about that moment when you finally stepped out and did something about this idea, this passion God put in your heart. Yeah. So, I mean, that goes straight back to 2008 for me. Mm-hmm. Um, God first called me in 2007 and I didn't know what the industry was like. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what, I had no idea. I had no reference. So from 2007 to 2008, I I started gathering people, started talking, started helping get it. Like, I was just so excited that this is where God had called me to go, but I didn't know exactly what he wanted me to do. In 2008, in August, I specifically, um, heard the Lord. I was reading crazy love by Francis Chan. Yeah. yeah. And the very few words in his book are stop praying. And that hit me to this day. I still remember that moment where it was like, Rochelle, I'm not going to give you all of the answers. I need you to now go. I've called you to go. I'm going to give you what it is that you need, but I need you to go. Mm -hmm. And literally that Tuesday. So that was on a Sunday that the Lord did that. And I called my three friends up and I said, will you pray and fast with me um, about where God wants us to go? And I don't know the rest of the story. I don't know the rest of the answers, but where, where should we go? We prayed, we prayed and fasted from Sunday to Tuesday. And on Tuesday, the Lord had laid a specific strip club on each of our hearts, the same club. There were 27 clubs in any club. He laid the specific club on our hearts and we went there and God opened the door. 
Nothing of great significance and lasting power happens in an instant. It happens through faithful, diligent persistence that happens over time. And so we need encouragement. I said, Rochelle, tell me a story about a moment when you thought about throwing in a towel. Tell me about a time when you thought this might be the end of everything, but you persevered and were encouraged through that moment and saw the other side of that valley. So spiritual warfare in this type of ministry, I think is really, really like, I mean, it's directly linked to the, we, we're pushing back some of the darkest areas, if not the darkest area in our city. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so sometimes that has come with women that we serve who have, um, just been really hard to reach. And in 2016, we had, um, two women that I had known for a long time, um, really turn on the, or on the ministry. And, um, it was a very, very dark, dark season for our ministry. Um, we were threatened. I had to, I had bodyguards cause of security issues that we had there was just so much spiritual warfare and attack that at the end of that year, I, I was just like ready to say, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And the Lord allowed me to go on a sabbatical um, to get away and kind of clear my head. And just, I was, I lived in a state of fear for about a year mm. um, who was going to show up and how was, you know, all these things very dangerous and dark. And so I went on sabbatical and the Lord just dealt with me and dealt with my fear and a lot of lies that I'd been believing and, um, and really renewed my passion and my calling. And so God just kind of revealed to me that he, he can do it. He, he doesn't need me that I can rest I can take time off. <laughs> I can take time off, oh, yeah. but that if I follow him and watch and I keep my eyes on him, I can persevere. Mm. And, um, and that's just like, it's been a constant thing since I came back from sabbatical, like God, you got this. I don't, but you do. Yeah. After 13 years of ministry, you know there are a lot of stories about life change. And so I said, just give me one. Just share one story about a person or a family who was radically changed by Scarlet Hope and by the gospel. Yeah, I mean, I, there's. Well, you asked me that on the question. I was like, I don't know what story to pick. Um, yeah. You know, one of the stories that first pops in my head is um, a, a wonderful woman that I've known for about nine years. Um, she absolutely hated us when she first met us in the clubs and she did not want anything to do with us. She would not eat our food. She would not talk to us, nothing. Um, eventually we actually got kicked out of this particular club because so many women were leaving and the owner was like, I can't, you know, I love you guys, but I can't have you in here because women are like, you're helping them leave. And, and so he kicked us out of the club and nine months went by and we never saw this woman. I mean, honestly, we had no contact with her because she wouldn't have contact with us. Mm -hmm. And one day she showed up at an event we were doing. Um, we do this uh, like spa day for all the women in the industry. We invite every woman we can get our, a flyer to. So hundreds of women are invited and we 
do hair and makeup and we cut, we have hairdressers that cut hair and provide medical treatment, all this stuff. And pastors come and, you know, uh, lead devotions and pray and all that. And it's a beautiful time. And anyways, she shows up and she comes right up to me and I didn't even recognize her. And I was like, do I know you? And she said, yeah, you know me. And I said, you know, how do I know you? And she said, well, I actually hated you. <laughs> and she goes, you guys left and Jesus literally got a hold of my heart and he has changed my heart and I am saved. I'm like, I believe wow. in Jesus Christ as the living God. And I was like, my goodness, like God works even when we're not there. And I'm like, mm. this is amazing. So, but she was first introduced to the gospel when we were there. She saw it lived out. And so she asked us for forgiveness. And I was like, no one has ever <laughs> done that. I mean, no one. Like, will you forgive me for hating you? And I was like, forgiven, like forgiven, forgiven, forgiven. I was like, I just threw my arms around her and I loved her. Well, Long story short, she became an employee at Scarlet Hope oh, wow. before we ever had a program. She ended up becoming a manager in our program when we launched our Scarlet's Bakeries, um, and we helped her go to school. She graduated college, and she started discipling other women. Her daughter was lost and now is found in a manager at our bakery, and God just continually uses her to lead people to himself. And now she is a radiology tech at a hospital and she is just a light to everybody that she meets. And God truly transformed her from the inside out. That's the purpose of everything we do is to inspire, to motivate and encourage you to live out what Paul talked about in Ephesians 2.10 when he said, for you are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand for you to walk in them. In other words, God has perfectly crafted and shaped you right now. But not just you, he's also crafted and shaped a future for you too, and he wants you to walk in it. He wants you to let your light so shine before men that they would see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And so when you do this, you will have passion for life. You will have a, a, an energy to go out and not simply just make it through another day, but to really thrive. And that's the abundant life that Jesus desires for every one of us. And so maybe for some people, you're in the inspiration stage. Maybe you've been stuck for a long time. Maybe you've been living out someone else's plans for your life, their dreams. And maybe today you need to say, God, I need to be inspired to do things that are eternal. And you need your eyes to be opened up to bigger things. Maybe for other people, you're in the motivation stage. Maybe you have an idea or some passion that God has put in your heart. And today you need to take that first step to act upon it. For other people, you just need to keep pressing on. Maybe you're in your lane. Maybe you're doing what you need to do, but it's been difficult, it's been frustrating, you've been tired, you've been broken, you've been hurt by it. Maybe today you just need to be encouraged that if you hang in there, there is something on the other side of this valley that you need to experience. And so, whatever it is, we wanna inspire, motivate, and encourage you to live out everything God has and intends for you in your life. 
So Scarlet Hope is closing in on the end of a $250,000 campaign called the I See Her campaign. What they're trying to do is to open new bakeries and to create more job opportunities and training programs for the women that they're serving. And so I got a fundraiser that's set up on my personal Facebook page. It's shared on the Leverage Your Life Facebook page. Go there, donate. I know there's a lot of good causes in the world, but let's use this time to encourage them and just to funnel and fuel more ministry through Scarlet Hope. And so.